Hey there, I'm Rianne Mullins, and I'm the host of the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. 15 years ago, I lost 65 pounds by revamping my lifestyle in a very realistic and totally manageable way. Now I teach other women how to ditch the yo-yo dieting cycle and start living a balanced, fit, and happy life through real food, effective exercise, and a powerful mindset. Each week, I'll be popping into your ears to teach you how you too can live a balanced and fit life free from unrealistic diets and crazy expectations. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Thanks for being here this week to listen to the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I've had a few conversations over the last couple of weeks that made me think of this topic for today. Have you ever really thought about how expectations control our life and maybe even our success and happiness? I've been thinking about this lately and decided I wanted to talk more about it. So today, let's talk about the power of expectation, what expectations are, why we have them, when it's good to have them, and when it's good to let them go. So what are expectations? Well, they are what we expect to happen in a given situation. We have expectations of ourselves, of our partners, of our kids, and all areas of our lives even the coffee that we drink in the morning. We have some expectation of how it will taste and make us feel. And so why do we have them anyway? Well, we set expectations because we know that things have order. It's how we've been taught. It's what we have seen with our own eyes and what we have felt. Therefore, we set expectations for everything. For example, I eat healthier I am healthier or lose weight. I work harder. I make more money. I push the brake pedal in my car and my car slows down or stops. I flip the switch and we expect the light to turn on. So as you can see, we have expectations for everything. We can decide how to use them for good, or we can let those expectations take over in a negative way and hurt us. Some people even decide to just go with the flow because, hey... They don't want to get hurt, right? They're afraid to set expectations and don't want to be disappointed. So by just going through life mindlessly and letting whatever happens happen, these people think maybe they won't get hurt. But I think when we have no expectations, it's hard to reach goals or to find true meaning. And I'm not sure about you, but I want meaning in my life and I want to accomplish things before I leave this planet. So I need expectations to help me get there. Therefore, expectations can be helpful in many ways. And if you don't have expectations, then you don't know how to prepare yourself for a given situation. I'm going to give you a ton of examples today. So examples of expectations that are useful are things like this. You need to have an expectation in certain scenarios for your safety and for your sanity as well. If you were to walk into a room full of poisonous snakes you should, well, expect that you will get hurt if you don't hurry and get the hell out of there, right? Another example would be if you decide to maybe re-enter a relationship with someone who previously hurt you, maybe made fun of you or ridiculed you, or maybe they abused you, whatever. But if you decide to get back into a relationship with this person, you should expect to be on guard so you don't find yourself in the same situation again. So as you can see, expectations like that are very positive and useful in some situations. 
Brendan Burchard is one of my favorite motivational speakers and authors, and he suggests that there are three areas where having expectations can be useful. And the first area is to have expectations of yourself without being delusional. And I love that. So what it means is expect yourself to be able to do great things, but don't expect yourself to think you have to be perfect at something to be good. Or you don't have to be the very best to still be great. I personally have really high expectations of myself, but I am also learning to be gracious with my expectations because not everything goes as planned. So having the expectation that I can do hard things and figure it out even if it doesn't go the way I want is a positive expectation. If you're always telling yourself that you mess things up all the time or that you suck at everything, that is not a useful or positive expectation. If you're always telling yourself that you will fail, well, guess what? You will continue to fail. Instead, by expecting more from yourself, but knowing that you may fail is better. It's kind of like expect the best and prepare for the worst. I'm currently training for a mountain event in August. It's a 29-mile climb, and it's going to be hard. When I originally signed up, I envisioned myself just totally crushing it. I was going to train hard and finish as fast as I could. I literally envisioned myself scurrying up the mountain, giving people high fives as I passed them, you know, giving people pep talks, like, you're doing great as I passed them quickly. And then I imagined myself being at the top of the mountain, like finishing in the top, you know, finishers. Well, I've had a few bumps in the road with this training. I had a hip issue that I had to get figured out. I think it might be figured out now. So that definitely slowed me down some. And then my thyroid and inflammation got all out of whack again. So I had to slow down a little bit more. And then I got COVID, which completely halted all efforts. Now I'm about two or three, maybe three, even possibly four weeks behind in the training. And I know as a fitness professional that I can't just catch up. I just need to work with what I have and where I'm at. So I still expect that I will finish the training and I expect that I will finish the event, but I am releasing the expectation of being in the top finishers. And I'm just going to go enjoy every single moment of this training and the event when I get there. I don't want to ruin my experience by putting too much stress on myself to finish first or to hurry through the process. The whole reason I'm doing the event is to have something to train for and something to look forward to. It's not just the event. It's the entire process that I love and I want to enjoy it, even if life gets in the way. So another example of having expectations of yourself is this. I have clients all the time that expect to lose weight really fast, like super fast, like five to 10 pounds in one week when they start their new plan with me. This is not realistic or even safe, but I hear it all the time. This is kind of how the conversation goes. Rianne, I ate well all week and I exercised and I only lost two pounds. And I'm like, hell yeah, you lost two pounds. Like, that's awesome. I don't see the problem. And they're like, well, I wanted to lose five pounds. My friend was on a program once and she lost 10 pounds in a week. I want to lose 10 pounds in a week. And I'm thinking over here, I'm like shaking my head. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not reasonable. And it's not very realistic. And it's not healthy. And it's not necessarily safe. This 
particular situation is having a delusional expectation of yourself and your efforts. Okay, just because you spend a day or two eating healthier and maybe going for a walk, you're not going to drop 10 pounds. This is just a crazy thought that we get. And unfortunately, that's because the diet industry has made you believe that you can crash diet and lose a bunch of weight when really that's a bunch of honky. <laughs> okay. Anyway, this kind of thinking can derail you and make you feel like a failure. And this is not a helpful or useful expectation. Okay. So, so Brandon says having expectations of yourself without being delusional is helpful. Okay. The second expectation he sees as useful is expect that most people are good. And I love this because I actually, my mom said this to me a long time ago. And so I I agree with this. When you think about it, there are more good people in the world than bad. There are many people just like you. They want to live a happy life, do good things, and make a mark in the world. But with the news showing us mostly negative, you know, negative news and talking about negative people and events all over the world, it can be hard to not expect other people to be out to get you or that other people aren't as nice. By expecting the best in people, we can start to see it all around ourselves and in others. So it's very important to surround yourself with positive, like-minded people. This includes what you watch on TV and who you follow on social media. Look for the good. Seek out the people you want to be like and who you want to be with. I have a really good friend that works with a person who she thinks is not the smartest, right? And we all have like coworkers and people around that kind of drive us bonkers, right? So learn from this. Just looking at this person every day completely ruins her mood and sometimes her entire day. But she told me that told me the other day that she decided to stop looking at this person this way. She decided to start expecting the best from him. And the good news is that she feels better, not only about the person, but it's helping her get through the day without getting angry angry or grumpy or, you know, feeling like she has to do everything herself. She flipped her expectation to see the good in this coworker. Okay. So I just, you know, you can do that too. We can all do it. We can all learn from that. All right. The third expectation that Brendan suggests that we use is expect that positive things will happen. Know that you will continue to grow in a positive way. There is an abundance of good in the world. Persistence and consistency and hope will help you achieve great things. You will get there. There will definitely be upsets along the way, but if you can stay consistent and steady, you will be rewarded. Keep believing and having that positive expectation that the world will deliver to you good things, even for things like weight loss. Okay, no, you might not lose 10 pounds every week or maybe not even in a month, But if you stay with your program and continue to focus on all the good, the good food choices, the good exercise choices, the stress reduction, the good sleep, you will see results. Even if it's not on the scale, you will see results that are good and positive. There is hope. You can do it. Okay? Now, I have another example here, actually. My about expecting positive things will happen. My daughter and I have been kind of having a hard time lately. I mean, she's 18 and, you know, I mean, I'm trying to remember when I was 18, did I think I knew it all too? I mean, probably, but I don't know. So anyway, I think 
that part of our problem is that I have different expectations for her than she has for herself. So we decided that we wanted to go shopping the other day to look for a new dress for her graduation, which, by the way, as I'm recording this, I'm leaving in two hours to go to her graduation ceremony. So that's pretty cool. Anyway, well, I'll tell you that the last several times we went shopping together, we ended up in a big fight. I mean, like not speaking, which is so silly, I realize, but we we just don't see things the same way, and this can lead us into big arguments. So this time, I could feel myself starting to get all charged up before we even left. I decided in that moment to actually let go of all of my expectations and just go with it. I know that we will choose different clothes. I know we will have different views on pretty much everything. So I had to make the conscious decision to not have expectations in this moment, except to just go have fun. And guess what? It totally worked. We had a blast. I was so thrilled. And I truly believe it was my mindset shift and choice to see the good in the situation and let the bad go. I changed my expectations from being crappy to having a great time, no matter if we agreed or not. So basically, we have agreed to disagree on many things. (laughs) All right. So let's take a moment to talk about unrealistic expectations more. They are harmful because we're setting ourselves up for resentment or disappointment. I just told you about my daughter and I, and I finally realized that I'm only hurting myself by having high expectations of her. We're different, and I need to see that. And honestly, it's not like she does anything that bad. It's just different than what I want or desire, and it's hard to not have those expectations since I raised her. Anyway, some other expectations, examples that are harmful are expecting your husband or spouse to read your mind. Okay, be honest. Do you ever just want them to respond in a way that you expect because you just think they should know what you're thinking? I think we all do this, right? You can't expect your partner to know exactly what you're thinking. Even if you have been married a super long time, it's totally unfair to put the expectation on your spouse to do everything, every single way that you want without communication. I learned this the hard way, okay? My husband is such a nice guy. He has done the laundry for almost all 22 years that we've been married. I mean, I think I did it when the kids were little once in a while, and I did it because I was home with them during the day, but for the most of my memory, my husband has done the laundry. Well, a couple years ago, I had run out of clean sports bras, and I'm not somebody who likes to reuse them. I use them once, and they go in the laundry. I just I just don't want to reuse them. So I was searching all around the bedroom in my drawers, and I finally went to the laundry area to see that all the other clothes were clean, but none of my workout clothes had been washed yet. I was so pissed. I, I totally remember. I was like, you know, stomping around. And instead of telling Brian why I was upset, I literally was like slamming things down and huffing and acting like a spoiled brat. Brian kept asking me what was wrong, but I didn't want to tell him. I thought it was obvious why I was mad. I mean, he didn't wash my clothes at exactly the time I needed. Why couldn't he just do what he was supposed to do? He had been doing it for years, so what was wrong this week, right? I mean, I was expecting it because he had always done it. Um, Talk about being a brat, right? I remember the day very well because that was the day that I actually started to have more respect for my husband 
and I totally changed my expectations. And here's why. Brian said to me, after I finally confessed that why I was angry, he said, I'm happy to do your laundry for you, but if you need something specific washed by a specific time, you'll need to tell me or else I don't know because I don't pay attention to what is left in your drawer. I just wash whatever's in front of me at the time I go do laundry. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, I can't argue with that, right? So I remember having this light bulb moment where I was like, damn, I'm kind of mean to Brian. Instead, I need to be super grateful that I don't have to do the laundry and that I have a husband that is willing to do it. I mean, there's not many husbands that are willing to do the laundry, right? And I know there's a lot of you guys out there that do, but there's a lot of you that don't. And I can't be mad at him um, if something isn't washed, right? At that moment, we had a shift for the better in our relationship because I no longer expect to have all of my laundry done. Now, on occasion, I will ask for him to wash something for me, but usually I got smart and I just make sure all of my stuff is on top because <laughs> remember he said that he just washed whatever was in front of him? Yeah. Well, I wisened up and I just make sure it's in front of him. That way he'll get it done. But if not, I can't get mad. If I really need something done, I just need to do it myself. So anyway, I know that was a long example, but we do this kind of stuff all the time. If you get used to somebody doing something for you, even if you don't ask them, when they stop doing it, you're kind of like, what's going on, you know? So the other thing is when you experience something even once, you start to expect it. It doesn't have to be something you see over and over and over again, but maybe you experience something one time and then you think it's going to happen every other time. An example would be in weight loss. Maybe when you were 20, you did a diet with your mom and lost a lot of weight. So now as a 45-year-old, you may want to try the same diet again. You expect it to work the exact same way. Well, I got news for you. It probably won't. Okay, you're no longer 20. And your body and lifestyle have gone through a major change since that time. To expect the same result is very unrealistic and it will set you up for failure and disappointment. Okay? So just because something has happened once, it doesn't mean it will always happen. So obviously things like, you know, pressing the brake in your car, you hope, you expect your brakes to work, right? If we didn't expect our brakes to work, we'd be terrified all the time. So those are obvious things, but you know, things change. And just because something's happened before doesn't mean it's going to continue happening forever. All right. So can you see how expectations hold more power over your life than you even realize? Expectations are the things you think or think you know will happen or be. So next time you're expecting something, ask yourself, is it reasonable? Ask yourself if it's helpful or useful for you to have that expectation, or can you maybe reframe your thought and expectation into something a little bit better? I hope this episode has given you something to think about. And before you go, I want to let you know that I'm bringing back my six-week summer slim down program. Yes. I have get, been getting requests for it, and I had actually retired the program, and I decided to bring it back, and I'm so, so excited. It's a great program, and you can expect <laughs> to see results if you do it and you stick with it and you get help, and you can expect me to help you as much as I can along the way. There is a lot of information available. All you have to do is go to the show notes 
and click on the link that's going to take you to the information page, okay? And please, please, please don't forget to share this podcast with your friends. I love to help, and I hope that you'll share and help your friends too. Have a great night. Thank you for tuning into the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And if you are looking for a crew of amazing women who are also seeking a balanced fit and free lifestyle, be sure to join my exclusive community on Facebook. The link is waiting for you in the show notes. Until next time, keep your thoughts positive and your coffee hot.